We'll make a start. Um, this meeting is, as you know, recorded, so welcome to those listening outside as well. Welcome to you to the October Cabinet meeting. Uh, we are awaiting Councillor Susan Barker. She is on her way. Um, but uh, before we get into the agenda, it gives me pleasure to welcome the Divisio Avenue Residence Group. Um, and I believe that Paula Stock is going to speak on their behalf, and I believe you have a petition to present to us as well. The floor is yours. This petition is presented by the Divisier Avenue Residence Group. The petition containing 250 signatures is objecting to the proposed sale of Asset 24 at the rear of Divisier Avenue by Uttlesford District Council. The land in question has been left undisturbed by man for over 28 years, allowing trees, shrubs, bushes, etc. to grow and provide a haven, home and nesting area for, the, for an abundance of wildlife, including protected species, RSPB red-coated birds and bats. This wildlife area has flourished without any maintenance cost to the council and is an area that could be maintained by the residents. The residence group has received the support of many interested parties, including Dr Gordon of the Essex Wildlife Trust and Mr Wright, a former Essex Police Wildlife Officer, who is also willing to help in the managing of the site. All councils have a responsibility to encourage, protect and enhance the natural environment. There is also a responsibility to inform residents of any significant changes to their area and, in the case of Asset 24, not to turn up in a bullish manner, having only given one working day prior notice, to strip a wildlife area of part of its nesting habitat during the nesting season, which is not only wrong but also illegal. The right thing for the Council to do is to keep to their own published policy, which is highlighted here in pink, and leave Asset 24 as it has been for the last 28 years. In our opinion, and that of other local residents, one of the best wildlife and nesting havens in Saffron Walden. It would do the council no harm, bearing in mind the forthcoming 2015 elections, to gift Asset 24, the land in question, to the town council. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. As I indicated, uh, we have listened um, and uh, we won't have a discussion, although Councillor Sadler, who is attending the Cabinet meeting, I believe might be speaking later, in which case it might develop then. So you're very welcome at least to stay to that. Well, you're welcome to stay for the whole meeting, but you may just want to wait uh, for that item. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you. Chairman, could I apologise for being late? And could I ask if we can have a copy of that so I yep. can hear it in full? Yep. Thank you. Yep. My apologies. Okay. Is that okay? Copy? Yep. Thank you. Okay, um, we'll start at item one on our agenda, which is apologies for absence and declarations of interest. And I have an apology to make because uh, I had not read, I thought that leaders, group leaders were here uh, because they were group leaders, not at the invitation of me. Um, therefore, I assumed that uh, Councillor Mackman, for example, as a new group leader, would have been invited. Apparently, this is not the case, that I have to initiate this, which I will. I'll apologise to Councillor Mackman that I hadn't realised that, um, and he will be invited, as are the other uh, group leaders, in due course. Uh, otherwise, are there apologies for absence? You haven't received any. I think we can apologise for Stephanie Harris, Councillor Harris. 
Of course, Councillor Cheatham, quite right. Declarations of interest. Are there any? No? Okay, let's take the minutes of uh, the last meeting. Uh, do colleagues feel they are an accurate record? Sorry, yeah, are they an accurate record? Then I'll take matters arising. Yep, they're agreed. Okay. We will now take matters arising on just page four at the bottom of mine. But anyway, the first page, CA 26 to 28. The next page, CA 29. Following page, including CA 30. Following page, CA 31, 32. CA 33, CA 34, 35, CA 38. Sorry, Chairman, could I raise CA 36, which you missed? I've got CA 36 on page 11, assets of community value. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, just to say that I have now spoken to Councillor Cheatham and I have also spoken to the relevant cabinet member at Essex County Council and um, the matter is going to take the parish council on the 5th or 6th of November when their next meeting is to decide if they want to pursue this matter further. Any further queries to that? Thank you. Uh, just note, Maggie, that there's some pages missing in the, in the book. Um, and CA uh, 37-38... Okay, thanks. I'll sign those, but we are, as I say, a page missing. Good. Are there any matters, other matters? No, in which case we'll move on to item four, which is questions or statements from non-executive members of the council. I call upon Councillor Sadler. Is it working? Uh, is it good here? Um, first things, I thank the leader in the cabinet for accepting this petition from the Residents Association from Division Avenue. Hope cabinet members recognise the opposition there is with 250 signatures for any potential sale of this land and obviously I support the idea of it being transferred to the Town Council but I understand that's not likely but if the residents themselves would look after it maybe that's a way forward in the future. Thank you. Thanks very much. I'm quite happy to have a brief discussion on this uh, particularly as I think we owe some response to uh, Division of Residents, who I have communicated with to say that um, at some stage the council will be carrying out an investigation of this site in terms of its um, uh, what is there in terms of wildlife uh, and uh, general conservation and indeed what might be there that we don't want to find in terms of because it was originally a, 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 a an area for uh, building materials so it's, it's right that as a, a council asset we understand uh, that there aren't things there that we don't want to be there um, and that work will be done at some stage and we'll have a valuation for the land as well uh, but that will not be happening this winter it has to be done outside of the breeding season uh, so it has to be done during winter months uh, further work is being done with um, conservation specialists and in terms of the history of the site before we do start work and we won't have time to do that this winter so we'll be doing that uh, probably in the following winter 
it does remain an asset of the council and our auditors, if it had a value and we gave it away free, uh, would, uh, it, we would be in very severe trouble. Uh, but that doesn't mean to say that um, the, the, uh, the site so that it remains a wildlife haven, but that it can be uh, used by um, residents to walk through is an option. And uh, the third option is obviously to sell it to regions. But I'm not uh, prejudging any of those and what I would say is that uh, when we do come to resolve this matter we will work very closely with the local residents and try and find a solution to everybody's satisfaction. So the raise was pushed off such that it was and, and uh, come back to me as soon as you can please. On it, that. Yeah I mean I did follow it up at the time Councillor Dean and it, it did give you a written response on that yeah. but it was followed up at the time in terms of uh, they were uh, carrying on with the work. Councillor Ranger may have up to date information. Thank you, Leader. Yes, um, I've had, uh, this has come up in conversation with Gaynor Bradley, the officer who works for the community section, and it is very much at the forefront of our thoughts because we're looking not only at the tourist trail as uh, an identity, but also associating that with um, walkers and cyclists as well. So we're trying to roll the whole uh, general aspect of, of accessibility and promotion of the district up into one uh, bundle. Thank you. The, um, the second point was something that's been raised with me by a member of Saffron Walden Town Council. I don't pretend I know the whole story, but I said I'd raise it here. This is the question of um, plans by the district council to carry out some changes to the Catons Lane car park in Saffron Walden and the message I was given was that the, the, this is Saffron Walden Town Council land and therefore the district, if you will, isn't free to do what it wants there. And I just wonder whether this, this is, first of all, is known and secondly, whether it's being dealt with in a, in a, in a proper way that con, you know, is different from what I was told a few mm. days ago. Well, as you know, a number of things going on down Catons Lane because we're converting, we're building uh, social housing. There was a, uh, we were um, looking at a scheme for around the car park, but no firm decision has been made on that. I don't know, Mr. Webb, whether you want to comment further. Uh, just for Councillor Dean's benefit, there's a, the idea was to do an evaluation down there of what the opportunities were to expand Catons Lane car parking. Um, so some money was set aside in the Strategic Initiatives Fund to do that. I'm not aware of where that's where that's at, or whether it's indeed going to go anywhere at all. The reason it was raised with me is that certainly this person on the town council didn't think the town council was in the loop, and so. Well, that that is a separate issue. Yeah. I, I think they are actually, are but um, we'll certainly ensure because we try and keep the Southern Warden Town Council completely in the loop, uh, but we'll talk to them about it. But there's no firm proposals. There's nothing for them to get worried about. Okay, um, but I'll follow that one through as well. Any other matters under item four, which should technically be uh, around the agenda? Okay, item five, are there any matters referred to the executive? In which case, we move to item six. We have both... Um, the Chairman of uh, Performance and Audit and Scrutiny present. Is there anything to report? Nothing from Performance and Audit. Anything from Scrutiny?
Uh, well, they're pending, and they should be for the next one, but the scrutiny committee would also like to know what is happening about their car parking um, report, which was done last year, and which had some recommendations on it, but nothing seems to have happened. Because, uh, we, we, first of all, it was a good piece of work. We take it very seriously, and you will definitely get a response. But the issue is slightly broader, I think, than the terms of reference of the scrutiny committee in terms of what is the car parking capacity uh, and, indeed, uh, how the car parks are used right the way across Uttlesford, and we want to get that right. Uh, car parking is a fundamental part of uh, the vibrancy of our high streets. So we have commissioned that piece of work. We're not going to hear anything, I don't think, Mr Harper, until probably the new year on that, are we? You can add to that. So what I don't want to do is go... Uh, you know, start something and then have a more comprehensive report and, and do it again. So rest assured that you will get, as soon as we are able to analyse the piece of consultancy that we've, in, that we've um, commissioned, you will have an absolutely comprehensive response on car parking. Car parking is very serious and it was a good piece of work. Um, and in just the same way that we look forward to your report on day centres as well, which will feed into our uh, wellbeing agenda. So um, yeah, it's not a question of not coming back to you. We most certainly will. It's just a question of it, it, at the right time. Mr. Harper. Thank you, Leader. I can confirm that uh, in inviting proposals from consultants to carry out this uh, car parking assessment, they have been specifically directed to the Scrutiny Committee's report and its recommendations. Um, so we expect them to respond to the Scrutiny Committee's report. That's very helpful. I don't think we have anything to discuss. I mean, last night we haven't updated on where we were on the car parking strategy, the cycle strategy, and others. And uh, this is in the in the loop. And we don't think it's appropriate to come back to committee to the scrutiny committee with other proposals before that piece of work has been finalised. Can I just ask when this is likely to be? Well, as I indicated, uh, well, Mr. Harper perhaps can answer that one because it's a question of when uh, the um, consultants are going to do their work. Uh, but my understanding is in the new year. Yes, we've been asked for 14th of November. We expect to be able to appoint quite quickly thereafter. Um, and one of the assessment criteria will be how soon the consultants can report back. Um, but yes, we don't expect to receive a report until of well, the new year, yes. Okay. Right. Um, moving on to item eight, Councillor Chambers. Thank you, Leader. Uh, Leader, um, it's a requirement of the Council's constitution that the Cabinet receives an annual statement of the key Treasury management activity and outcomes during the year. This report covers the Treasurer Activity of the Council for the year 2013-14. All deposits and investments made in compliance with the Council's approved Treasury Management Strategy. This is supported by advice from the Council's independent financial advisers, Arling Close, who we work very closely with to try and ensure that all our investments are as safe as is possible. There were no requirements for borrowing to meet the Council's commitments and no cash flow difficulties were experienced. The Lands Banky issue was very uh, satisfactorily resolved 
in February 2014 after some very worrying years. The total interest received for investments during the year was £87,000 with an average of £20 million being invested at any one time and a total of investments throughout the year of £202 million. Not an insignificant sum of money. Therefore, uh, Leader, I would like to propose that the recommendation on page 15 is that the Cabinet is recommended to approve the 2013-14 Treasury Management Outturn as set out in the report. And of course, if there are any questions, I will attempt to answer them. I so propose, Leader. Uh, and I, I will, um, first of all, I'd like to take a second the audience to think is that we sit on over £200 million. Um, we, collect, we collect council tax, uh, including the Essex council tax and indeed business rates. So an awful lot of money passes through Uttlesford as the collector and it again goes back to uh, where, it, uh, where it began. We do have reserves, which is subject to another discussion, and we will be making investments in both the um, economic future and the social future of our council, um, but we don't have 200 millions, sadly. It's a tiny fraction of that. Okay, any... Uh, Could I just say on that, Leader? Yes, thank you very much for that, Leader, because anybody listening would think we were absolutely slushing about with money everywhere, and, and, and that is not true. But what we try to do, and if you think about that the figure that I quoted here any one time is likely to be £20 million, and we've only got £87,000 back in the last year, it's because obviously the interest rates are extremely low, as you well know. Now, if we were to invest our money in things like has happened in the past with Lands Banky, you've got a high interest rate coming in, but your risk is enormous. I do not intend, Leader, while I am sitting in this position, to put the council in the position of having something like lands banking and the possibility of losing millions of pounds. So therefore, it's, to me, it's your money, not mine. It's better to invest it in a low interest, safe deposit than it is to actually put it in a high risk one. And that's what we've gradually been doing over the years and it has meant to say that we have got back to a reasonable state of finance now. We are one of the, I think I'm right in saying Mr Webb, we are, well we have been said to be the best rural district council in the country. So long may it continue with your money. Okay. Thank you Leader. Uh, any other um, questions or comments before I put it to the vote? And I'm putting to the vote the recommendation item 5, is that correct Councillor Chambers? That the Cabinet is recommended to approve the 2013-14 Treasury Management Outturn as set out in this report. All those in favour, please? Those against? Unanimous. Item 9, also Councillor Chambers. Thank you. Thank you, Leader. This, of course, leads us on to uh, item 9, which is a Treasury Management Strategy Amendment. Now, this report requests the members approve the recommendations to amend the Treasury Management Strategy for 2014-15. These amendments to the current strategy will enable the Council to maximise its return on investments 
being able to negotiate a better rate on return and increasing its income from investments. The amendments requested are based on advice from our Treasury Management Consultants, Arlingclose, obviously in conjunction with the Council. This is a more cautious approach than 2013, but less restrictive than the original 14-15 approved strategy. In summary, the key changes are, and you've got to look at the tables on this in the report, which unfortunately members of the public have got, and it probably sounds a load of gobbledygook to you, but I <coughs> hope it's reasonably understandable. The, current, the, uh, the summary of the key changes are the current limit of £1 million to be increased to £2 million for the counterparties above the double A minus rating. Now, all the building societies, uh, local authorities, business markets, everything like that is all rated from AAA right down to C. I might be teaching you all exactly what you know. But in simple terms, that's what it is. We have, a, we have a policy here that we will not put any money into anything below A-. But we are looking at the fact now of some of these things where our external advisers are hoping or are expecting us to try and get a little bit more money back for you without any extra risk, as I explained before. Now, at the moment, we're only getting a half a percent on most of our things, and some of them perhaps one percent, so it's very, very low. These will still be low, but it'll give us a little bit more flexibility. I hope you can understand that, and I hope I'm talking in simple terms, because it's not an easy subject to talk about. I'm sure Councillor Ranger's smiling at me, and I don't blame him, because it's very difficult. Sorry. Sorry, Leader, I, I was only trying to explain to the general public. Other local authorities have no limits on value of investment of length of time as they are deemed as secure as the DMO, that's a government one. Building societies, we are going to look, or we hope, I hope you will agree, from investing half a million to one million. Saffron Walden Building Society, which is a local one, is an excellent building society, from a quarter of a million to half a million, and reduction in time limits for taking the money back, should we want it, for various counterparties from one year to either 100 days, that's four months, or 182 days, which is six months. I hope, Leader, that that has explained some of the things to you. It's a very complex issue, and I'd love to talk to you about it for hours more. I'm sure you'd get bored stiff for members of the public anyway, but if, I, if it were possible and you're interested, please come and see me. In which case, Leader, I would like to recommend that the Cabinet to approve the amended 2014-15 Treasury Management Strategy counterparty list as set outlined in this report. And Do it's I all in this report, Leader. OK, thank you. Do I have a seconder for item 9? Uh, Councillor Walters. Um, Right, and I have questions from Councillor Dean and then Barker. I, I'd just like to ask Councillor Chatham's. He, he said that this proposal is more cautious. Could he please explain how it is more cautious? 
If you actually look at some of the lists uh, down here, Councillor Dean, uh, and if I can find the page... I think that what he actually said was it's more cautious than the original proposal yeah. for 1415. It, it, it is, it is. If you actually look down the list here now, why it's being more cautious is, is that we can withdraw the money much quicker... Oh, sorry. Do you want me to repeat that, do you? Someone here have said 365 days, but you'll notice that there are quite a few down here that say 100. There are some that say 182 days, which is six months. And indeed, the two new ones at the bottom, we are saying on call. We can do that at any time. So we are being slightly more cautious in as much as we're not leaving the money in for a longer period, we're making sure that if we think there is a problem, we can withdraw it quicker. Thank you, Chairman. When I read this, I think that I would have found it helpful if the alterations to the original Treasury management had been highlighted. It's very difficult to know where we've changed without reading the narrative referring to the tables. If, if the high if in future we decide to amend this again, it would be very useful to have the amendments in bold, whether counterparties have come off the list, gone on the list, or the rating has been changed. Okay, noted. Le yes, Leader, I will make sure that's included next time. Any other comments? Okay, we'll put it to the vote. Those in favour of the recommendation three, the Cabinet is recommended to approve the amended 2014-15 Treasury Management Strategy counterparty list as set out in this report. Those in favour? Good. Those against? Thank you. Item 10. Uh, I think it's still you, uh, Councillor Chambers. The living wage. Sorry, Leader. <coughs> well, don't be sorry for this. This is a highlight. No, 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 no. Sorry. It's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going on a bit, but it's important. Living, uh, the outline report outlines the living wage and recommends that Uttlesford becomes a living wage employer as from the 1st of January 2015. The living wage is determined annually by the Centre for Research in Social Policy and it is based on a lengthy council, uh, calculation to determine an hourly rate that provides a minimal acceptable standard of living. There are currently 15 members of staff who are paid below the living wage rate Bringing them in line with the rate will cost us just under £9,000 in a full year. So we're not talking about a massive sum. The living wage rate for 2014-15 will be announced on November the 3rd, that's next month, and precise costs will be reported back to full council in December. I'm delighted that we are actually looking at this, and I do hope my fellow Cabinet members will agree this unanimously. I therefore, Leader, put the uh, recommendation that the Cabinet is requested to recommend to full Council that the Council agrees to pay the living wage from the 1st of January 2015 and will seek to obtain accreditation with the Living Wage Foundation from that date. I so propose. Do I have a seconder? Yeah, uh, we just should always insert the words at least uh, because uh, I've made this mistake myself. Uh, 
We're not paying the living wage everywhere. We're paying at least the living wage. This is really important. I think it's been in the national press. People are aware between the difference between the minimum wage and the living wage. The living wage is slightly higher and is, is reckoned to be what it says uh, a living wage. So I think it gives me gr very great pleasure to put this to the vote. I think it's absolutely right that a council like Uttlesford should be, at least be paying that. Are there any comments? Councillor Lemon. Thank you, Chairman. Yes, I would be proud to be a member of accounts of our council that adopts the living wage and I hope that the cabinet will recommend to the council that to the full council that we do pay the living wage from the 1st of January nine, uh, 2015 Thank it's you. something that we should do and we owe it to our staff to make sure that we do that Councillor Dean well, endorse what uh, both Councillor Chambers and Councillor Lemon have said um, I've just got two questions, really. One, does anybody know what impact this will have on the, the people affected in terms of tax credits? Because at the moment, well, you know, one of the, yeah. I, I call it a problem, one of the problems that yeah. people who are paid on minimum wage have to be topped up by the taxpayer with tax credits, and presumably if they're paid a, a higher basic salary, then tax credits are not necessary. And that's one of the problems I think we've got, and that this yeah. helps to solve or helps to address. So it's really a question whether, I mean, that may be something that the employer, the district council, doesn't know. Uh, and and my, my other thought is that um, if the council does agree to this, and I do hope that it does, that uh, what will we do to publicise this and set an example to other employers in the district? Because there are many out there that are not setting this example. Um, and it would be nice to see them follow suit. Could I just say that um, uh, as far as the, uh, uh, the first point you put, uh, that obviously is being discussed with HR because they are looking at that. We are fully aware of, of what some of the difficulties could be. Secondly, on your other point there is that I'm sure there will be a press release going out tomorrow if it is agreed that we have become uh, at least a living wage council and we encourage other people, both in the public sector and the private sector, to do the same. I hope that's, that's, that's correct, Leader. Yeah. Can, I, can yeah. I just come back? Because according to this, it's a recommendation to full council, so it it's is. not agreed well, till it's been there. No, is it on I, the agenda for the 11th of February? No, no. so it won't be until December, will because it? Because we're proposing it from so, the 1st so, of January. A press release will be a bit premature. Well, uh, not no, likely not to get through. But as, as we have both <laughs> the press and our press officer sitting in the room, it is perfectly legitimate for the Cabinet to say that it is proposing to full council. That's perfectly legitimate. We just have to get the words right. But uh, the proposal is to start from the 1st of Jan, and uh, December's uh, council meeting will be in plenty of time for that. Okay. Um, if there are no other comments, can I put that to the vote? Those in favour of uh, employing the living at least the living wage those against unanimous okay the next item was to have been item 11 um, PCSO funding I'll, I'll take this thanks very much indeed thank you um, two members of our financial team leaving the council chamber having dealt with their three matters uh, that, that's officials um, PCSO is a brief word on this uh, the background here is that currently we uh, finance across Uttlesford four PCSOs in partnership with Essex Police. Uh, Essex Police are withdrawing that funding uh, next year and therefore uh, the original paper suggested uh, that we would 
uh, spend the same amount of money on two uh, PCSOs. In other words, instead of sharing four, we would uh, be the sole uh, supporter of two. Uh, we've taken it away because we want to, re but we might want to do more with a firm proposal about PCSOs going forward. Um, so I hope you'll bear with us on that. Okay. Which now takes me to item 12, the Uttlesford Local Development Scheme, Councillor Barker. Thank you, Chairman. Uh, Chairman, this report was presented to the Local Plan Working Group last week, and it sets out a minor change to the timing of the consultation on gypsy and traveller sites across Uttlesford, moving this back from November-December to December-January, with the draft allocations in April-May 2015, as explained in paragraph 6. The uh, amendments, Chairman, have been tabled. Um, they're in front of you. As I say, it, it moves the whole process back a little bit, and as such, we're required to bring that amendment back to Cabinet. But I hope we can approve that. Do I have a seconder for that? Councillor Ranger. Uh, any questions or comments to this item? Those in favour of the recommendation that the revised LDS is approved, it will be posted on the Council's website and forwarded to the Planning Inspectorate for information. Those in favour? Those against? Unanimous. Thank you. Item 13, Lavender Field Flood Relief Scheme in Saffron Walden. Councillor Barker. Thank you, Chairman. Chairman, this is an item for noting at this point in time. Um, in early February this year, nine homes in Lavender Fields and the Spike were flooded, and they are asking us, through us, to apply to access DEFRA funding for works as set out in the report. Uh, the proposed works are a wall and some earth shaping as set out in paragraph 10. The works as yet have not been costed and a separate report will be presented to Cabinet. The maximum grant available is for each of the houses £5,000 and nine fives are 45 by my maths. Um, we will have to wait until the works are costed to see whether the sum is in addition to that and what we then want to do. And there is also a separate issue that the ongoing liability for the maintenance is will come away from where it is currently sitting and will move to this council. So that's another issue we will need to address in due course. But this is for noting at this point in time, Chairman. Do I have a seconder for this? Councillor Chambers. Um, so, uh, Councillor Howell. Well, Mr Leader, uh, I'm not a town member, but I did sit on the town council for many years. And I obviously defer to, to councillors who represent the town. But I do note the penultimate sentence in paragraph 11, which refers to the culvert under the town centre requiring substantial repair, which I appreciate is not the point of this particular paper. And I, I understand the, the recommendations concerning Lavender Field uh, flood relief. But my recollection from when I was a member on the town council was that this was actually quite a serious matter, potentially. It's been something that people have been aware of for very many years and that the culvert does indeed require substantial repair, uh, and one day there will be quite a significant problem in Saffron Morgan if this is not done. I also understand that part of the reason it's not been done is because of enormous complexities around ownership um, and the engineering around it. And I'm not suggesting for one moment it's not been touched by anybody because of its complexity, and I'm also not entirely sure that it's our responsibility but I do think we need to be aware that, that, that You certainly can. Uh, we cannot put uh, anything of that size, complexity and potential 
uh, under you know, anything but uh, close examination. I'll ask Councillor Barker to comment, and then maybe officers would like to. Mr. Harborough, would you? After Councillor Barker? Yeah, okay. Chairman, there certainly used to be a large reserve that was set aside for potential works here. Um, I'm not aware if that is still there, because as you're aware, um, a year or two ago we did have a section of the Culvert collapse which required immediate work. We did get some Bellwin funding for a small part of that. Um, I think the officers are probably more qualified to look at this, and I think potentially it's something that scrutiny could have a look at. Mr Harborough. Yes, um, the section of Culvert being referred to runs from the common um, down um, and comes out at the end of Park Lane in, in the Swan Meadow area. Um, the Environment Agency is currently taking the lead in investigating the issues um, and um, I'm sure the Council will be uh, invited to consider the outcomes of those investigations in due course. Uh, the Council doesn't have any uh, riparian ownership involved in this particular matter. Councillor Eastham. I'm being very generous, but uh, you're welcome to. But you may want, because this is a recorded meeting, you'll need to come and speak into a microphone. It might be of interest, Chairman, for members to note that when the town swimming pool was um, closed, the reason that it was closed was because the culvert underneath was the bricks had fallen out and the bottom of the swimming pool was nine inches from the top of the culvert. Therefore, it had to be closed. At this point, we then built the Lord Butler Pleasure Centre. Um, interesting to note that the, the situation then was that the culvert, for that distance from the old white horse to where Newdale's is now, had to be repaired. Otherwise, the land on top of that could not have been built on. So it might be of some interest to note that, in fact, part of the culvert has been repaired within the last 30, 25, yep. 30 years. Thank so you. it won't cost as much as you thought, maybe. Thank you, Councillor Easton. Uh, but uh, I think uh, we await uh, the Environment Agency report, but take Councillor Howell's point that this is a serious matter and cannot be ignored. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, could I just say that I am, yes, aware of the problem uh, with it. So. In terms of finance, yeah, okay. So uh, we are still, I believe, on uh, agenda item 13. Are there any other questions? So the recommendation is that um, the action in hand be noted, and we will come back to Cabinet with uh, a proposed course of action. The only caveat I would put on that, Chairman, is because any such scheme would have to be completed by the 31st of March, if there is a timing issue, it may have to be a leader's urgent action. Is everybody comfortable with that? Yeah, I'm investigating whether it's possible to bring a, uh, a report to the next Cabinet meeting, which that would has be now helpful. been arranged for the 11th of November. That would be helpful. Moving on, item 14, the conservation area appraisal at Bentfield Green. Councillor Barker. Thank you, Chairman. Chairman, we have two conservation area appraisals this evening. Um, members will recall that we have a duty to periodically review our conservation areas and make recommendations for changes and management proposals. Um, the two appraisals this evening, the first at Bentfield Green in Stansted, uh, where there are no proposed changes to the boundaries or the conservation area. 
In Bentfield Green, there are 13 listed buildings in the area, mostly dating from the 16th to the 18th century, and mostly Grade 2 listed. They have peg tile or slate roofs. There are also a number of non-listed properties, quite a number of non-listed properties identified, which could perhaps be considered for Article 4 directions in due course to preserve specific features. There are some items identified that should be considered as set out in paragraph 1.27 to 1.29, namely the inappropriate curbstones at the Rosen Crown, the condition of the railings at the pond and the future of the agricultural buildings at Ewes Farm. It is pleasing to read in Mr Tice's opening paragraph that Stansted Parish Council is actively working to implement these proposals. Happy to take any questions on Bentfield Green, Chairman, if there are any. These... Um a conservation area appraisals are a work of art and we're very grateful to Bruce. Uh, is John Bosworth still involved, Bruce? Yes, he, he the just yeah. uh, Hello, yes, um, Mr. Mr Bosworth is, is still involved and uh, he was the author actually of the Hazel End uh, okay. conservation area appraisal. I just wanted to go on public record to thank both you and John for these excellent pieces. Uh, for those of you not familiar uh, with Cabinet, we have an appraisal pretty much most meetings and it's building up to quite a, uh, a, a, a grand portfolio uh, of studies of Uttlesford uh, and its, uh, its natural and um, heritage beauty. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, do, uh, do I have a, a seconder to... Uh, to note the recommendation, uh, Councillor Walters. Any questions? Yes, Councillor Dean. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I have, um, I have three questions. One is relating to the, to the boundary, the proposed boundary, which I just heard isn't being changed. But it's, it's interesting that um, the area called um, Bentfield Close, which is a recent um, development and which incorporates at least one list of building, is, of, to, in my opinion, you know, of such high quality that one would hope that it remains at such high quality. And I guess my, my, my general question is, at this stage, when can a, a new development qualify for being part of a conservation area? Because I'd hate to see that new development um, degraded by doing the wrong thing that might be prevented were it be part of the conservation area. Shall I ask, shall I ask all my three questions? It probably, yes, that would be fine. Best yep. thing, isn't it? The other thing is, and, and Councillor Walker did refer to it about Article 3 directives, one of the um, problems that we had um, five years ago maybe following the work that John Bosworth did previously was that um, nothing was then subsequently done to put in place Article 4 directives to, such that things like a number of walls were knocked down that ought not to in my opinion have been knocked down and if directives had been in place then it probably wouldn't have happened so what I'm asking for is an assurance that in agreeing this, it, if you will, it doesn't just end up as a nice document on the shelf, but that this council does what it can, do, gets on and puts directives in place where it is appropriate. And then secondly, um, where there are some improvements suggested and where the council can play a, a role in making it happen, that again, they should be an active programme and obviously it would involve parish councils and I'm not at this stage wanting to get down to any detail but I'd just like to think that there is an actual programme in place that, that 
agrees a program and who's doing it such that something does happen rather than the document gathering does, which is always a risk and has it's happened in the past. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman. Um, starting backwards, Im improvements, most of the improvements that are normally looked upon are things that normally refer to an individual house and it's quite difficult to... Well, we cannot insist that a landowner carries out works or improvements to their house. I think in this particular, whatever, some curbstones and some railings, that's much more parish council stuff and much easier to, to get done and, you know, good for Stansted in joining in. Article 4 directions. I think that if we felt that there was an area where within a conservation area we had problems, then I think we would look to impose these. I don't think we really want to impose them unless, unless we feel there's a problem. Um, don't forget, even if there is an Article 4 directive or direction in place, anybody could still knock down a wall. Maybe they shouldn't have done it, but they could still do it. Um, I think, as well, it's a question of capacity. Um, that following Article 4 directions through, I think, it's quite a long-winded process, and you do have to negotiate with the property owners, and they may not always be happy to accept them. Um, and when do new places qualify? Well, I think that is why you do a periodic review, uh, we had one recently in High Roading where actually we took some houses out because I felt that they were, perhaps when they were original council houses, then they, did, they were part of the scene, but as they'd been modified, clad, built onto and everything else, that had changed and we'd actually included a new block there, which again I felt was inappropriate. And I think we have to rely on the whole on the officers' um, expertise and indeed there, there have been things within here um, I can't remember if it's this report or the next one, where, where changes have been made as a result of responses from residents. So I think we are sympathetic to all, to all questions. But Mr Tyson may have some more details. Yep, Mr Tyson, then uh, Councillor Redfern. Uh, ju just to, uh, Councillor Block is very right, and just to sort of fill in a bit further, further detail, uh, you are very right that in the, the Bentfield Green Conservation Area appraisal process, the original draft appraisal proposed that uh, nine properties, nine, um, eight new properties and one converted historic property in what's now Bentfield Close were to be removed, and we had a number of responses from residents who said that they felt it was an important part of the area. We resurveyed that and agreed that those buildings were of a, of a quality that they should be retained within, within the conservation area. To respond just on the, the management actions, again, as Councillor Barker says, these are our suggestions, and um, I have had some further feedback from the, the Stansted Parish Council, and they are actively acting on a number of those suggestions. The uh, pond at Bentfield Green is, is going to have some work done on it by the um, British Trust for Conservation Volunteers under the, with the support of the Parish Council, and when that's been completed, they will also be repainting, repainting the railings. And I think that's a very positive, positive outcome. We do acknowledge those. There is a, um, a section on the Office for District Council websites where we record where management actions have been undertaken successfully, and um, uh, we, we are pleased, pleased to, to, to do that and feel that um, it is a positive outcome from many of these conservation area appraisals. Thank you, Mr Tice. Councillor Redfern. Um, yes, I just wanted to say when um, Great Chesterford had, was one of the first conservation area appraisals uh, redone, um, it was quite amusing because there were some people, uh, I can particularly remember um, 
piece of fencing that was in the middle of a brick and flint wall and was commented on about how it was inappropriate. And um, I think basically as a parish council, we um, handed the appraisal to the owners of those properties and they um, took it on the chin and we've now got a flint wall where it should have a flint wall. So I think it's a bit of um, washing line of shame, I think it would have been called. <laughs> Councillor Dean. I need to come back and correct myself. I'm sorry. I, I raised the question of Bentfield Close because I misread the map. It is included, <laughs> uh, and therefore that meets my request. Your it's requirement. already there. Sorry about that. Okay. If there are no other questions, uh, are we <coughs> can I put this to the vote in, in terms of recommendation that uh, be approved? Unanimous. Thank you. Item 15. Only 16 items. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're saving the best till last. Uh, well, actually, I really enjoyed Hazel End. Um, Chairman, Hazel End uh, Conservation Area was first designated in 1976. We have a recommendation here to remove some areas from the appraisal, from the conservation area, as set out in paragraph 10. The hamlet of Hazel End includes 15 listed buildings, uh, which are all listed grade 2. Many have thatched roofs. Most are in the ownership of the Hasselbury Estate. Now, the one thing I would mention in Mr. Tice's report, that the thing I know about the Hasselbury Estate is that all the doors are painted red, but the report doesn't mention it anywhere. And I would actually like to see a little thing, because driving through Hazel End, as I have, I first of all wondered why all the doors were painted red. I soon established why all the doors were painted red, but I was surprised that the appraisal didn't draw attention to it. So if he could add that in somewhere, I'd be most grateful. There are some management proposals set out on page 186, Chairman, of your report, and I propose the recommendations. A seconder for that? Councillor Chambers. Any questions on the Hazelin report? Those in favour? Those against? Carried unanimously. And to our... Well, actually, technically... Uh, there uh, there is, this comes under Chairman's Urgent Items, Item 16, to consider items that the Chairman considers to be urgent, and we have a proposal uh, on Christmas car parking, which Councillor Barker will take us through. Thank you, Chairman. Uh, Chairman, it's a pleasure to bring this paper to you today. You will see on the table a revised paper for a clarification of a number of points. It's proposed during the Christmas period to introduce a number of car park uh, charge reliefs and I would ask Cabinet to consider the three tabled proposals in turn. The first is to introduce free after three o'clock parking on all in all council managed car parks until the 23rd of December 20 from Christmas Eve to Friday the 2nd of January 2015 and thirdly um, at the request of Stans to Paris Council to introduce free parking all day on Saturday the 6th of December that should read 2014 at Craft and Green Car Park at the request of the owner, uh, which is Stanford Mount Fitchett Parish Council, and the Lower Street Car Park due to the frost fair that's being held that day. These proposals, Chairman, um, are likely to cost the three between them in the region of £18,000. Do I have a seconder? Uh, just before, thank you, just before Councillor Redfern uh, speaks, can I just be clear? Um, first of all, our power to... Uh, to, to include it. Uh, we have a, a, a sh an interest in that, but not a total control. Uh, but there was some suggestion that there would be free parking after 3 o'clock on a Saturday in that car park. 
Chairman, the officers have gone back to Waitrose and Waitrose are not keen to. They wish to ensure spaces are available for a regular turnover of customers, that customers can find a space. They don't want their spaces being filled up with people sitting there for three or four hours. So the um, recommendations are as you read out. Are, so hopefully that's, that's clear that uh, there will be free car parking in uh, uh, council and car parks across Uttlesford uh, throughout December, then from Christmas Eve through to Friday the 2nd of January to pick up the Christmas sales and a particular uh, point in Stansted. The reason that we're doing this is because we want to do our bit uh, for the prosperity of Uttlesford in the run-up to Christmas. Uh, it isn't actually in anybody's interest to have free car parking all the time uh, because our car parks then just people park in them all day and what uh, shopkeepers want is a constant churn of people coming into the respective towns shopping and then moving on to let the next people come in but after three o'clock things tail off and by doing this we will encourage people to extend the shopping day that is the thinking behind what we're doing councillor redfern pinching my words there councillor rolf um, I'm really pleased to support this um, proposal and um, I appreciate that our charges in the car parks are generally low anyway, but um, to be able to park every afternoon free from three, I hope will encourage um, shoppers to shop in Uttlesford's town centres rather than the faceless um, shopping centres that people are often, the, often drive to. I would also like to suggest that we keep in touch with our town teams to get their feedback on this initiative because I think you know, we are trying to um, help them and they often pass comment and I think it would be good to get their comments back. Um, I think as a council we um, often get a bad press for not supporting local businesses. I think that's a perception sometimes and I hope that people will realise that this is proof that we do do our bit to try and support local businesses because with this and the... Um, up to £1,000 off business rates for this year um, for small retailers. I think we are going some way to help our local um, town centres keep trading through what has been for them some difficult, um, a very difficult period. So I'm really pleased that we are um, testing this out um, this December. I think it will be, I think it's really good for the um, local shops. Thank you. Any other comments? Did I get a second, Maggie, for this? Yeah. Okay. Those in favour of this proposal? Those against? Carried unanimously. May I ask uh, members of the press, that if you do feature this, that you could also talk about uh, the capability of paying your car parking remotely, so that if you're caught short in the hairdresser and realise that you're about to, your car parking is about to expire, you can use your phone and extend the period. And that is a... It's in place, but it doesn't seem to be terribly well known, so it's an opportunity just to re-emphasise that point, which would be great. I'm sure Dan will pick that up with you. Uh, there are no other matters that the Chairman wishes to raise, so I duly call the meeting closed. I thank the Divisional Residents. I hope uh, you found it worthwhile to stay on, um, and we thank you again for your petition, and as I said before, we heard it very clearly, so we're very aware of uh, your feelings. Thank you. We're not broadcasting at the moment, but you can use the